You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. My name is Ken Swanson. This is the AP Laboratory. Uh, it's the mailbag edition. We had a special edition last uh, yesterday. We decided just to try to get some, some conversations out and so we could just focus today on the mailbag. Uh, I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts. Find them on Twitter at Chief in Carolina, Maddie Lane. What? Oh, there's no Maddie. Uh, I, there's there's no Maddie. Oh, I'm, I, I, I'm flexing. I, I'm flexing <laughs> and drinking a protein shake. <laughs> I uh, Maddie's Maddie's out today. Uh, he's got some he's got some fam stuff. So he's he's taking care of his business at home, which is where he should be taking care of his business mm-hmm. anyway. We can hold it down here, I think, Craig. I don't know how yes. to introduce you. I, I'm not familiar. I don't know what to do with my hands right now. I uh, Yeah, yeah. I, we'll just go on. I'm Craig Stout. I, I'm <laughs> here to talk about the defense. He's Kent Swanson. He's here to talk about the offense. Let's get into this. You guys have a lot of questions this week, so let's do them. You really do. Uh, and and I, I don't think we've done a mailbag, a true mailbag for a little bit because of the airing of grievances <laughs> and, and some of that kind of stuff. So um, Chiefs of Us was fun, though. Let's just jump into these questions. We got some five-star review questions we haven't forgot about, y'all. I'm terribly sorry it's taken so long, but it's just there's been a lot going on. Logan R.H., says even if Mahomes is cleared to return after the three weeks what do you think it would be worth to give another week and get him to the bye instead of putting him out there 75 percent so I here's here's kind of my approach and you might hear me say this a few times I think that they should kind of just play this week to week I think they should play this Mahomes injury week to week if they steal a game uh, against Green Bay, for instance. I think that changes how I'm evaluating the entirety of the situation uh, because I think if they could beat Green Bay, they can beat the Chargers and they can beat the Titans feasibly. And maybe they don't beat both, but I bet you they beat one of those two teams. So two and two split here, and then you get Mahomes five weeks of rest and let him just lean on that. You know, just 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 be completely that guy. Everything is on the table for you. There's nothing to stress about unless he re-injures himself. And this team can go into Foxborough if Patrick LeVon Mahomes is healthy. Yeah, I, I think I said something similar yesterday, that if they, they're they 2-2, and two, you get a healthy Patrick Mahomes, healthy ankle and everything. I will say this, Patrick Mahomes is your franchise. You don't want your franchise angry. Patrick Mahomes is going to want to get on the field. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, we may have heard some rumblings that Patrick Mahomes wanted to get back on the field after his injury this past weekend. Good God. The dude the dude is a gamer. He wants to be out there. I think you're going to have to try and contain him as much as possible. You can only do so much in that regard. If the team isn't doing so hot, if the offense isn't moving the ball so well, he is going to be all over Andy Reid to get in the game. You got to manage that to the best of your ability because you don't want him hurt. 
but you also don't want to make him angry as well because you're about to pay him a lot of money. Right. And there's I mean there's a lot of things in play there. Just a ton. Short-term, long-term relationships, attitude, morale, all that stuff, you name it. I mean, there's <laughs> there's a ton of stuff out there. DJ Fun Size emailed in. Thanks for all the work you guys put into the podcast. Here's my question. What the heck is the sound bite? <laughs> It gets played after each commercial break. It sounds like weird water dropping with some thunder, and it sounds like it's a filler track on an experimental metal al- album. That's an amazing response, DJ Fun Size. And you're not the first person to ask that, so we kind of try to answer it periodically. Some have asked, why is there a toilet sound? It is not a toilet sound. It is also not weird water dropping with some thunder, and, if, and it sounds like it's a filler track on an experimental metal album. It's neither of those things. It is like a, a Bunsen burger a Bunsen burner with beakers it's like uh bubbling like the laboratory it's a play it's on supposed the AP to be laboratory. like a, a chemistry set sort of sound effect there but in reality I now have to make an experimental metal album with the three <laughs> of us because that would be wonderful we can sell it to the two people that are morally curious enough to listen to it and and you know, probably not make the time back that we we'll, spend into it. We'll make a, uh, we'll make a. Uh, it'll be a combo pack with the KC draft guide, so you oh, can there buy you both, and you can. What hey, our, we're trying to drive up sales for the yeah. KC draft guide. <laughs> Craig Chester Orchestra. <laughs> that's not that's not metal, but <laughs> I don't know. Bad. I just right, I I just I mentioned okay. Um, okay, my nickname is Me or High. Asks, at what point do they give Reggie Ragland a chance? Good news! My nickname is me or high. They gave him a chance, and he looked pretty good. More on that in a minute, Craig. I know you're you're chomping at the bit, but we've got, like... I, here's the thing. we got the Reggie question, Ragland questions, yes. Half the questions were about Reggie Ragland. Half the questions were about Rashad Fenton. <laughs> we're so starved. We're so starved for quarter, cornerbacks that we're just... I mean, I, I actually... Hey, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here we'll, for it. We'll, we'll get there. We're a little bit excited about Rashad Fenton. Maybe not as excited as some. Don't <laughs> fall into the Charvarius Ward train again. Just, I'm just glad there's not a there's not an off season between like three performances. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. So at least you know, w- at least we'll get a bigger sample size potentially of Rashad Fenton moving forward. Okay, apnerdsquad at gmail.com. questions. If you don't have Twitter, if you're not giving us a five star review, you should. But you can also Gmail us. Uh, all thoughts on Pat aside, can we be happy about Cam Irving not allowing a single sack or tackle against Von Miller? Thanks, Asher. You know, I mean, yeah, you can be excited about that. Um, I think, look, Cam Irving, he can he holds on to the, by the seat of his pants basically every time he's out there. He struggles to anchor. He's got great feet, but he lacks power. He surprisingly lacks balance. And, and it's it's never going to be pretty with Cam Irving. You're never going to watch him for the entirety of a game and be like, that's good technique. That will work consistently. That's a <laughs> pattern for success. That's how you're going to win consistently. He's a backup tackle. He's a backup lineman. He's a, he's a swing tackle uh, who probably plays better inside, and that's saying that's not saying much. But I mean, you got to be happy. Yeah. you got to be happy that the entire offensive line as a whole you know, did a pretty good job on the day against Von Miller. Von Miller also lined up against Mitch Schwartz. It wasn't like he was just isolated against Cam Irving all day long. So there, there's a little bit of praise for both of those guys. But yeah, no, he he wasn't a major problem this week. 
that's about the best you can say about Cam Irving. And I'm not trying to be mean to him or anything there, but if Cam Irving's not a major problem and no offensive lineman is a major problem, that's a success for them. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm good with it. Okay, uh, Dylan asks, fellas, obviously we're not sure what we'll have with Matt Moore because he played against the trash Broncos. I'm always down for <laughs> trashing the Broncos. But he isn't... Uh, it, isn't he at least close to Alex Smith as a game manager? Can't Andy just dust off his old Alex Smith playbook? So the answer is no. Um, <laughs> and no, I, I, this is a good question. I, I've heard a lot of people talk about you know Alex Smith and just managing the game and all that stuff. But here's the thing, and this is something I'm probably going to write about uh, here in the uh, in the next day or so. How Matt Moore is utilized is not going to be remotely close, I think, to how Alex Smith is utilized. Alex Smith actually was a good athlete. You could move him around. He could be accountable. You had to account for him in some of the run game and some of that kind of stuff. You had to be worried about his legs. Uh, he could tuck it and run. So it, he's. I think. I think the comp, and I think one of the things I might go look back at, even though it's not a a completely uh, great comp and all that stuff. I might look a little bit at what he did with Nick Foles uh, just because that's more of a stationary target. That's a guy that's not going to be moving well. You don't want or you want to move off his spot. And if you move off his spot, the variables become a little bit more. Uh, a lot more variables are at play because, you know, he's not a guy that's like throwing great athletically. Um, so I don't think it's a I don't think it's going to be exact comparison there for him. Uh, Travis Kelsey made it sound like they fully expect to be able to stretch the field with Matt Moore. I don't think that this is going to be just check down city with Matt Moore. So, and, and you know, Andy Reid said it today that he's not necessarily modifying the game plan significantly for Matt Moore, which is also uh, complete BS. We yeah. we know that that's the case. <laughs> that's not true. But, that's not true. But you know. Outwardly facing, all these guys are kind of saying the right things that Matt Moore is going to try and attack downfield, that he's not just going to be a dink and dunk sort of guy. Again, they Matt Moore didn't really have – he had zero reps going into this game. I'm very curious what we see against a very good Green Bay Packers defense this weekend. I think that'll kind of give us a little more idea of how Andy Reid views him as a quarterback. But, yeah, I like that Nick Foles look. I I think that that's a good comp, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's the closest thing we have. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on The weapons are completely different, and they're way better mm-hmm. now. But, uh, all right, let's jump to the Twitter questions. We got uh, – this is my favorite one. Josh Wyant asks, and I was I was planning on utilizing this anyway. What is Matt Moore's middle name? Uh, fun fact, Craig, <laughs> it's Matthew Lavon Moore. You're it's kidding just, me? No, that can't be right. It's 100 percent fact. I googled it. I I definitely didn't edit his Wikipedia page to make it look so. Uh, Matthew Lavon Moore, as long as he is leading this team in Patrick Lavon Mahomes stead, he will be Matthew Lavon Moore. Uh, and so if you see me tweeting about that, that is why. Because his n- middle name is officially, for the next few weeks, Matthew Levon Moore. Okay. I was going to say, for the next few weeks. That, that, that Wikipedia edit hadn't quite hit yet, by oh, the way. You is, might want to get on What does it say on Wikipedia? Uh, Erickson still? Erickson? No, no. no. I, that's, that's not Guys, accurate. Why, uh, no, it, it, the middle name bit is reserved for Patrick Levon Mahomes no. only. No. Yes, it is. Because... Matt Moore has the best nickname. Matt Moore's nickname 
is the Big Beaver. We are only <laughs> calling Matt Moore the Big Beaver for the rest of his tenure in Kansas That's, City. I, I will not be adhering to that because I, his I'm name is Matthew LeVon Moore. I am petitioning petitioning the announcing crew to announce him as the Big Beaver. The okay, Big Beaver so, drops back to pass. Uh, anybody at wants to shoot us uh, some some Twitter suggestions at Kent underscore Swanson, at Barley Hop, Matthew Lavon Moore, or the Big Beaver. Pick and choose. I know who's gonna win this already. Vince Gerstner asks. Can Anthony Sherman QB this team into three or four wins while Patrick Mahomes is out? And why is the answer yes? We're not answering that question. Uh, it's just a phenomenal tweet. And sometimes we need a good laugh, especially in these dark times. I love that. <laughs> I, I do love too. that one. So good. Our guy, Keith McClain. This is an actual question. Are the pass rush and quarterback pressures that we saw from Thursday repeatable? I, I do think so. I think that against certain teams with immobile quarterbacks, that they're going to treat them like the statues they are in the pocket, and they're going to create more pressure. They're going to blitz more. They're going to run more stunts up front. They ran a lot of games up front this week, you guys. It wasn't just blitzing. And then Some you know, sim they, pressure. What's that? Some sim pressure. Some sim pressure. It was yeah. beautiful. It really was great. I, it was a great... Uh, pressure package by Steve Spagnuolo this week, Brenda Daly this week. I do think that they can create problems for different quarterbacks. I don't know if a guy like Aaron Rodgers is necessarily that kind of quarterback because he is kind of mobile. He can throw off schedule a little bit. Kirk Cousins, maybe. I mean, maybe you get after him a little bit. Ryan Tannehill, maybe. So I, I do think that they've got some quarterbacks on their schedule still that that sort of pressure can really affect. You know what kind of pressure that a quarterback like that does affect Tom Brady, Ooh. Tom Brady statue in the pocket. Ooh. That sort of pressure is going to get home. Now Brady's also going to get the ball out quicker, but coward. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll that's see. the type of, that's the type of pressure you got to bring against those kinds of quarterbacks. So it was a great game plan. Spags ain't scared. Hashtag Spags ain't scared. Uh, okay, we got a Rashad Fenton question. We're just gonna and just shout out to all the people that asked Rashad Fenton questions because there's a lot of them. Uh, Casey Cheese fan in Arizona asks, "How do you rate Rashad Fenton's play, Craig? Or is it Felton? Sorry, is it Felton? Uh, yes, Troy Aikman. Uh, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, drunk Troy Aikman is out here <laughs> saying Rashad Felton all game long. Uh, Fenton was good." Uh, some people may not notice this, but Tyron Matthew s played a lot of slot snaps with Dan Sorensen and, uh, and Juan Thornhill back at the split safety looks. So Rashad Fenton was kind of the second guy to rotate in, in a lot of these situations in the nickel. I think that he was very good. Uh, they didn't modify the game plan for him. They did a lot of the same things that they did with Kendall Fuller. They've kind of had that late, I, ca I call it the Kendall 2, where they mm -hmm. rotate into that Tampa 2 look with Kendall Fuller. And Fitton ran that. They played a lot of man. Fitton had to be in man against some, I mean, Cortland Sutton, Emmanuel Sanders are good good wide Those receivers. Are no he, joke. Yeah, he was pretty sticky. Overall, he was good. Now, everybody was good. Everybody seemed to have that next level of, of gameplay this week. But I do think that Fenton was good. They obviously trust him and didn't feel like they needed to try and protect him any more than they do Kendall Fuller. So that's good to see. That at least makes me believe that Steve Spagnuolo 
thinks that he can be a true nickel, at least somewhat going forward, or rotational nickel going forward. So, I, yeah, I want to see more, but that was a good start. And I don't hate that they just let him out, go out there and play, uh, mm-hmm. throw him to the fire. It's a very, it was a lot of low leverage situations. I mean, let's just mm-hmm. be honest with it. There wasn't any, there wasn't a ton of high leverage situations that he was being, you know, kind of thrown into there. Uh, and let's see if it, let's see if it, if he's earned some more opportunities moving forward. Let's see what it looks like this week. Uh, maybe maybe they try to utilize him a little bit there this week as well. Uh, Simu Seven asks: Is more Reggie Ragland and Anthony Hitchens the key to a better run defense? And if so, would you? How would you go about uh, guarding for a run on say third and third down? Well, uh, if we're getting that Reggie Ragland and that Anthony Hitchens every week, yes, that's that's the absolute key to a better run defense. I'm going to talk a lot about Anthony Hitchens in my article this week. Anthony Hitchens played fantastic. Anthony Hitchens stacked and shed offensive linemen really well. Anthony Hitchens uh, slipped blocks really well, You know, read his keys quickly, got to where he needed to be, and he was an impact player in that regard. And Reggie Ragland might have been better in a limited number of snaps. He he was able to actually penetrate. He was able to yeah. get through guys. He guys he spent a lot of the fourth quarter lining up as like a stand up three tech and rushing the passer from that spot. It was it was kind of funny. He had Breland Speaks role. Stop. I was just saying we got to stop yeah. it right there because the the original listeners. <laughs> Craig just called <laughs> Reggie Ragland a stand-up three-tech, three and that's a joke from, like, episode three of this show. <laughs> I'm really glad you threw that in there, but, you know, yeah. you're right. I mean, they that's kind of what he, he was doing a little bit. It was, it was good. On third down, you still need Hitchens and Wilson out there. Uh, Reggie's just not fast enough to be able to cover very much ground on third downs. I... You still got to have Wilson out there to be able to run. <laughs> Damian Wilson, your new Will linebacker, by the way, <laughs> full time now. This is bizarre, but Yay. Darren Lee is so far out of favor, you guys. It's it's a Damian Wilson show. So I think that's what you've got to do on third downs. But yeah, Anthony Hitchens and Reggie Ragland play like that. They're going to stop the run well at a lot of the teams that they play against this year. You know what's really frustrating, Craig? What's that? Uh, the Chiefs traded a sixth round pick for Darren Lee, and they could have instead had a Darwin Thompson or a Rashad Fenton, the goat nickel, instead now. I mean, like, the, they could have had the 2020 version of the goat Rashad Fenton or Darwin Thompson, who, you know. They, they could have had Levert Hill. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Mm. I know. I yeah. I don't know. Darren Lee is I turning know. out to be a colossal bust, and it's he crazy. got two. He got two snaps. Those Ugh. were the two runs at the end of the game. By the way, guys, very yeah. very end of the game. Yeah, yeah. that's that's ungood. Yeah. Uh, speaking of ungood, the philosophian asks, "How is our friend Bob Sutton doing in Atlanta?" <laughs> Would love to hear your <laughs> thoughts. Uh, I tweeted out like a couple weeks ago that like the the Falcons were like one in four since Bob Sutton was hired, <laughs> like. It's only gotten worse. They have one of the historically bad defenses ever. Um, and it looks like it's just going to, like, I, I can't wait to see if Bob Sutton gets a job next year. Uh, I really hope the Patriots bring him on 
uh, as a consultant because just awful football just seems to be following him lately, Matt, uh, Craig. If if you think that the Chiefs' defense prior to this Denver game was bad, uh, Atlanta was worse. Like, by a, a large number. Atlanta's defense is awful. He's there as a consultant. I don't know what kind of input he's actually having there, but they're they're awful. They're a dumpster fire, especially on that side of the ball. Maybe uh, maybe they'll uh, lend us a, a player or two here. Justin D. Spear asks, does the fact that Tom Brady has done 3,000 quarterback sneaks without getting hurt and Mahomes does one and and his knee leaves his body prove that we'll never that I'll never truly be happy. Yes, Justin. It was it was specifically targeted at you. You will never be happy. No, it's I think uh, the it's no, I think the answer is yes. It Craig. might be. Not it's, to stop and you. It's not, it's not just Justin. It's every Chief fan it's, ever. It's a very it's, I I love a good Kansas City remark. I love a good Kansas City tweet. Yeah. Justin that's, nailed that's it true, on the head. Yeah, that's a it's, true Kansas it's, City tweet. It's so perfect. <laughs> it's so perfect. Uh, the Chiefs fan 24 asks, why will the Chiefs not make a move before the deadline? Speaking of Kansas City tweets, very Kansas City tweet here as well. Organically, these just two wound up against each other. Did not mean to do that. It just happened like that. Um, I don't think they're going to make a move before the deadline, Craig. I just don't. <sighs> There's too many I, circumstances. There's too many circumstances with every cornerback to where it just does not seem like it's going to happen. For instance, Gary and Conley and Chris Harris are both in the division. The Chiefs are not going to be able to acquire those two <sighs> via a trade. And they were two very available cornerbacks. The price tag for Jalen Ramsey was such that, oh, by the way, oh, the Jaguars didn't even want to trade with the Chiefs, of course. They offered for Minka Fitzpatrick, who isn't even really a corner. He's like a slot corner, maybe. You gotta gotta talk yourself into him being a slot corner. I would have played him at slot corner. Shoot, I, I might have played him outside. Corner. I, I might have played, played him outside. Right? He's, he's a good boundary corner. Why I think not? he's a good yeah. boundary corner. Why not? I mean, yeah. like, I that's just not how he was really being utilized. But Right, right. I mean, the Chiefs were trying to talk like they were trying to like say, okay, you know, like they they, they were aggressive with that. Mm-hmm. There's like zero, like they just. But keep he's running. going for what's going to be a top ten pick, right? I mean, you can't knock him. It's just I, I'm lamenting the fact that all these available corners now. Uh, now Steve Keim is Steve Keim is the worst GM in football, and it, refusing to trade Patrick Peterson, Patrick Lavon Peterson. Oh, see, I would embrace that one. I really would embrace that one. And because Maddie's not here, and I also agree with him, I got to go down this tangent. The Chiefs put themselves in this situation. 100%. That this is, this is, I know that they're not getting the kind of luck that they need to be able to turn this into a cornerback right now. I agree with everything Kent said. I, I can't fault them for any of those moves. I can fault them for getting themselves in the position to where they, they feel like they need a corner and they've got to trade a major asset for him, but nobody wants to trade him for it. Uh, they they've spent some risky high draft picks on some players that really were bad evals to this point. They could have drafted some corners, tried to shore up the position at some point in free agency. They just haven't, and now they're stuck in the position that they are. I still think they're making a move until October 29th gets here. Whew. I think that they're making a move. 
Me, Craig, and Maddie have discussed the cornerback position and what went wrong way more than you guys need to know. Like, way more. And we started doing this before the season because we kind of saw this coming and we knew this was all coming. Um, we have traced it back. One of the biggest issues with the lack of talent at the cornerback position, we have traced it back and we have deconstructed this entire process. The 2018 draft is a absolute dumpster fire and a massive black mark on Brett Veach's career. I mean, and it's not just the fact that they traded up for Breland Speaks, who the Chiefs are going to get one and a half sack and very poor production out of the first half of his rookie contract. It's not because Derek Nadi. Okay, Derek Nadi's shown some promise. Derek Nadi was been, great this weekend. He was great, he was this, great week. this weekend. Yeah. He, he needs to continue it because there was a real bad stretch this week or this yeah. year so far. Yeah. Uh, Armani Watts is not good enough to earn the trust of this team except for Dave Tobin. That shouldn't count for anything. Hey, Dorian that's, O'Daniel. That's one sack, Armani Watts, by the okay. way. Okay. Oh, sorry. I think he got a sack <laughs> last year, too. Oh, well, there you but go. But guess what? Armani Watts got a sack on special teams, on a punter. Congratulations, Armani. Dorian O'Daniel would be cut under normal circumstances, I believe. But I honestly think... Uh, I honestly think that Dave Tobe, Dead Poet Society'd uh, the the Chiefs and stood on a table and was like trying to keep Dorian O'Daniel. That class looks terrible, and they traded up for some of these guys. Yeah, they needed to take a corner in that class. Absolutely, one hundred percent. They needed to take a corner in that class, and at, at least, least give get, yourself another ex- roll of the dice. Exactly. Yeah. Their roll of the dice has been Rashad Fenton, the goat, <laughs> after 12 snaps. After 12 snaps. All right, we're going to take a break, and we will be back with more of your questions right after this. Yes. All right, continuing the Twitter questions, Vitamin J asks, do you think Andy Reid will use more pro-style sets and traditional runs than spread formation RPOs with Matt Moore? No, uh, so the Chiefs actually still utilized a lot of run pass options. I actually think Matt Moore did pretty good on them. Uh, I think some of his completions, most of his completions probably came from the run pass options, if we're being completely honest. Um, there, those are I, What I expect this week, and I expect moving forward, teams have got, especially with Matt Moore there, I don't think teams are going to give uh, that off soft coverage outside mm-hmm. because... Matt Moore was making his money throwing these little short routes outside the numbers. And I anticipate they're going to try to take those away because that's what I would do. I would just, I would not allow those. Uh, I would make Matt Moore beat me down the field, but yes, I do think they're still going to use the run pass options a little bit, but I do think what they will do is I think they will design some more runs because they just need to take the ball out of Matt Moore's hands. You know, Absolutely. Put, the, put the pressure. Let let Mashawn McCoy take over a little bit. Let's see what let's see if what kind of spring chicken Lashawn McCoy is these days. Boy, I, and and then those those called runs like Maddie has talked about a lot, uh, blocking and RPOs. You give those guys a chance to know that they're going to run block, that they're going to be able to fire up field, get to the second level, and kind of impose their will on that defensive line. That's a good defensive line. We're going to have to see that a little bit more, I think. But I don't know that Andy Reid wants to really embrace more pro-style sets, traditional formations, things like that. Andy Reid lives in the spread. 
Andy Reid wants to live in the spread. So I, I think that even with Matt Moore bringing in, it's not like that he brought in a guy that isn't capable of running a lot of those concepts and doing those sorts of things. So he's still going to do them anyway. I, I just think that, yeah, they're going to continue to be in the spread. And all that being said, I, they they were introducing a little bit uh, a little bit of two back, a little bit of fullback uh, this week. They, I mean, even Mahomes was under center too. So I mean, it's not he like was. they're mm-hmm. they're not. I'm not saying that they're gonna just completely go back and start doing that. Some of the stuff they were leaning on that a little bit this week. They were you know they're under center. Matt Moore was under center. Matt Moore took a drop back, like a straight drop uh, out of the eye formation. Off the offset eye, but weird, I mean, weird. I mean, right? Yeah. But I, so I think they'll use it. I think they were going to use it with Mahomes too. Uh, and I th- it might be some of the things Maddie's kind of been banging the drum on is you know maybe utilizing some more traditional run plays. Low Lip McGee asks: Is Pat going to come back fully healthy, or will he just be healthy enough to finish the season? I, and we kind of talked a little bit about this earlier, but I wanted to keep this in here. I. I think they need to let Pat Mahomes come back fully healthy. And I think, I mean, it's obviously going to depend on the relationship with Pat and how Pat wants to navigate this thing. But this team wants him to be here for another 20 years. I want him to be here for another 20 years. Uh, (laughs) My kid, I might have grandkids by the time Mahomes is done if I have any say in it. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I, I, I... they, I think they need to protect him. Maybe it's a little bit of protecting him from himself, but they've got to win some football games. They got to, they got to steal one of these first two games against uh, against Green Bay or, or Minnesota. That would be so huge in how they can navigate this. Honestly, if they win one of these two two football games, I'm feeling great. Yep, me too. And if they win one of these two football games, you make Pat sit, make him be healthy. I, I January Pat healthy is what I want. Ooh. I don't I, I don't need October November Pat. I I can deal without October November Pat if January Pat is fully healthy. I just just picture it with me, Craig. I don't I, I just I don't, just picture just picture this with me for a I second. I don't want you to get my hopes up, Kent. No, I just I, I envision this, you know, the Chiefs are 2 and 2 in the next 4 games. They get the bye week. They come home from Oakland. Starting at left tackle is Eric Fisher. Starting at left ha- left guard is, is Andrew Wiley. Chris Jones on the field. I'm just picturing this influx, this wave of talent. And then the offense is being introduced. The smoke is billowing. There's no fire because those got banned. Yeah. There's Thanks, no Tennessee. fire, but there's, there's, there's a fog machine <laughs> against Denver. And a quarterback from Texas Tech. Patrick LeVon Mahomes. The entire building erupts. There, there is, there is, for some reason, there's trumpets playing from above. <laughs> Chiefs by the Chiefs set a record for points scored in a game with 100 in a half. <laughs> John Gruden cries. Derek Carr John. tells him to suck it up. Could you imagine? Anyways, you know, the the best part about all that is that you went through that entire everybody's healthy and you didn't mention Sammy Watkins because you know better. Oh, it's an afterthought. <laughs> no. No, that's yeah, no. That, <laughs> that, 
That's, oh my! You, you just sub, your subconscious just went. Now nah, you know what Sammy yeah. Watkins probably getting hurt again. Yeah, afterthought, Sam. <laughs> I wish he was healthy because he's so fun to watch when he's healthy. I know he really he's is. Never he's healthy. Just never healthy. He has my hamstrings. <laughs> <laughs> BT and KC. <laughs> uh, do we stand a chance over the next two weeks, Craig? Uh, yeah, just say I, no. I think just do it. I think that they do more than. <laughs> More I than say I all think, that. yeah, <laughs> I'm negative. Sorry, <laughs> I think they do more than uh, more than a lot of people will think that they do. They got a chance if they come out against the Packers to do a little damage. Uh, defense has to play with that kind of intensity. Offense has to play ball control. Uh, I think that they can do both of those things. I don't know that it'll work out. I think it would be a close win. Uh, Minnesota, frankly scares the crap out of me. Uh, Adam Thielen Same. looks like he's going to be back for that game. Except Him and Stephon Diggs are... I know, Kirk Cousins. We could see bad Kirk Cousins. If we see bad Kirk Cousins, this this Chiefs team's perfectly capable of beating him. I mean, any team in the league is. I mean, Buffalo beat him last year. So it's it's a situation where you, you just got to catch one of these two teams a little bit unaware or maybe on an off game... The talent is good enough if they play to their talent level that they can absolutely win both of these games with Matt Moore at quarterback. But I do think that uh, that the odds are stacked a little bit against them. I'm not writing it off completely yet, but uh, yeah, yeah, there's a chance. And we'll talk more about the Green Bay game later this week. I think the thing is you like Andy Reid, 10 days to prep. That's That's a lot of it. Going up against a rookie coach. Steve Spagnolo, frankly, 10 days to prepare. Confidence in that room on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, energy, I think a desire to help carry this team on the defensive side of the football, too. I think the right kind of energy, the right kind of mentalities in that room. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of positive indicators in there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the talent, you know, if, if, if Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey can make a few plays, if they can run the football a little bit effectively... Uh, you know, I think there's I think there's some stuff in there if Matt Moore can just kind of manage yeah. this thing. Why not? Uh, and I mean the Packers are riding high right now. Absolutely, they, they should need, be. They, they need, absolutely yeah. should be. They're a good well, football keep, team. And keep an eye on Kenny Clark too. I don't know what's going to happen with Oof. Kenny Clark. He could be uh he could be not there. Yeah. <laughs> <That could be. laughs> Anyways, one lost wizard. How is the new left guard playing? He I think he's speaking of Martinez Rankin. Uh, I think he's done a decent job. I don't think he's been great. Um, I think he needs to be a little bit stronger at the point of attack. I think um, I think he gets lost in space a little bit at times. He's not always consistent. Um, but I like that he's here. I think there's plenty of stuff to work with with him. Uh, he I've called him Cam Irving with hope. Yeah. Um, he's got good movement skills. Um that kind of stuff, but I think there's actually some football player to him and, and some of that kind of stuff, and I think he's got more confidence. So um, I like where we're at with him, and I like that he's got two more years under club control after this year. You traded Carlos Hyde for three years of an offensive lineman, and I, there's a chance that Martinez Rankin is starting for this football team next year. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 hope. That's a lot of hope, honestly. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, that's not a bad thing at all. I agree with all he's, that. He's think, heavier in this. He's heavier in the pants too than Cam Irving. Oh yeah, that's for certain. That's, that's for certain, no doubt. But um, 
I don't know that I like the way that either guard is playing right now, to be honest. Uh, LDT, frankly, looks poor. He's, he's, not he's looked poor for a long time, but I, it just seems to be compounded this year. And John Dorsey overpaid him to overcompensate for being yeah. terrible at contracts. Well. And it was a he paid him as a top 10 guard. And he was never close to reaching top 10 guard status. It's yeah. just, he's a dumpster fire. What a mess that was. Thanks, John. Uh, Austin Ryder also hasn't Bad. been particularly good as well. So the interior of that line is is scary. I I think that Rankin has probably the highest ceiling of those three no guys doubt. right now. I think LDT is maxed out. I, like, I think you're seeing ldt at his best right now and that so i mean if he had more growth to go on top of this there's a lot of things you could hang your hat on but i think he's done growing as a football player right now but martinez Rankin has a future ahead of him has some growth ahead of him i i want to see him on the field for as as long as i can i'm interested to see him out there yeah did you see allegretti get that pancake this week i did yeah playing tackle playing tackle that's, it was like a sixth tight end, wasn't it? Or yeah, it's was like a kind sixth of, line. kind of, yeah. yeah okay, it yeah. was it was sexy though. It was very yeah. sexy. Uh, okay, Connor for real asks: Is it me or is Anthony Hitchens making a huge difference uh, in the defense looking sharper? I he really did. He was organizing the front a lot better. Everybody was on the same pages. You didn't have guys, you know collapsing on the same gaps you had guys understanding where they needed to go it just everybody knew what they were supposed to do and they didn't when he went out against the lions through that game against the tech or not the lions but the uh colts through that game in the texans th- those guys just didn't know what they were doing they were just kind of playing freelance ball a little bit this week, there were a lot more gap sound. The defensive tackles did their jobs very well. That allowed Hitchens to play very free up front. And, you know, he didn't have him and Wilson in the same gap. He didn't have him and Raglan in the same gap. They they were just very gap disciplined. That's why they were able to stay so stout against the run early and force Flacco to throw the ball. That's why they racked up all those sacks. It was just very good to see that's the player you paid for. That That is absolutely the player that Brett Veach played for. That's the guy that I saw in training camp. I want to see more. Keep it up. Joe, JO26A asks, this is going to be my first real trip to Arrowhead. When is a good time to arrive for a great tailgating experience? Well, I'm glad you're getting to go to Arrowhead. That's awesome. Um, and I think get there as early as you can, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weather should be nice enough that uh, it, it's not going to be too bad. I think the gates typically open like what four hours before. Is that right? Four or five. I'm, four or I'm five. trying to remember. Yeah, I'd get there early. I'd have a brat on the grill as quickly as I possibly could. Uh, there's nothing like an eight thirty eight a.m. brat in the it's Sunday night game. Lot. Sunday night game. That's oh, why it, I don't is, know oh, when the this gates. Week? Yeah. Oh, is it this week? This oh, oh yeah. never mind. Sorry, I should have yeah. read the question closer. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get there as quickly as you can. And just soak all the experience in. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of really nice people out there. You know, you'll find, you know, you might wind up playing on someone else's, you know, cornhole game or mm-hmm. someone might give you food, frankly. Pe- I mean, that's people just- are very friendly. Uh, walk around with some beer, share it with people. Uh, enjoy enjoy a barbecue or two. Yeah. It'd be a good time. Go have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Casey Raider Hater asks, what has to happen to get the defense 
to relax coverage on Travis Kelsey. They need to get to full strength, and Patrick Mahomes needs to get back. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that, that's that's all of it. Yeah, that's really <laughs> it. Like I, you know, the less the the more stress that this team can put on you, the harder it is to try to mug Travis Kelsey and double him and and all that kind of stuff. So I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's really the root of it. If you don't have to respect vertical routes, if you don't have to respect that stuff over the top, they can just sit on Travis Kelsey. So. All of that, yes. All of it's it. Not, it's not going to get better this week. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. tell you that much. Jayhawk Josh, uh, I, know, I know him from forever ago, uh, realizing that Denver's offense is trash. It still seems <laughs> as though Reglan brings something that the defense needs. How would you guys suggest they incorporate him while realizing the need for pass coverage? I liked this question just because I want to talk specifically mm-hmm. about the pass coverage element of this. Uh the linebackers were still not great in pass coverage this week, you guys. And they were awful against Houston. They've just kind of been overall poor so far this year. I I think if I'm Steve Spagnolo, I embrace it. Uh, you know you're slow. You know that you're not able to be dynamic in coverage. Roll that safety down. Roll those guys down. Have Tyron Matthew play that role, match up against a tight end, match up against a running back, whatever the case may be. Try and work your way into taking away the most dynamic receiving option with Matthew and have the other guy be up against Damian Wilson, Anthony Hitchin, Reggie Raglan. Because Reggie Raglan playing the Sam linebacker set a good hard edge. So did Damian Wilson playing as a will. It kept everything between the tackles. It didn't allow the Broncos to use Phillip Lindsay to his strengths, getting outside the tackles, being able to burst into the open field there. They contained him. That's what kind of shut him down a little bit. I am all for doing that throughout the rest of the year. Keep those guys in. Get those stops. On early first and second down, you are going to have teams that are going to abuse them in coverage, but honestly, it's not like you can place a whole lot of guys, unless you're rolling Dan Sorensen and Tyron Matthew down into the box and having both of them cover (laughs) somebody, that gets really light in the pants in run defense. You're going to get run all over in that situation. I would much rather on these early downs when you're in your base defense, have those three on the field, Wilson, Hitchens, Ragland, and just know that you've got to rotate Tyron Matthew down into the box and force the force him to take away the best at you know best athlete there within the tackle box. And then you guys will get to start complaining about the pass defense again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's put more stress on the corners. Yeah. Well. All right. <laughs> uh, Derek Vreeland asks. Frank Clark said sacks comes in bunches. And they sure did against the Broncos. Can we expect bunches of sacks against the Packers, Vikings, Titans, and Chargers? Those uh, four teams. The Packers tackles, Packers offensive line, isn't very good, you guys. Uh, d- Funny enough, Pack- Dan Orlovsky just said it was the best. Really? Yes. When did he say that? Today. Oh, my goodness. I, yeah, I haven't watched a ton of Packers O-line. Maybe they had I, a good game this week. and Maybe, uh, maybe they just- did have a good game this week, but... Overall, on the year, they've been kind of poor. So even even our buddy Jake, Jake Stack. Uh, complains about him all the time. Complains about uh, Bakhtiari, one of the best left tackles in the game. He, he complains about him all the time, that he's just really kind of fallen off a cliff this year. I think there's a potential for some sacks. Aaron Rodgers is going to hold the ball a little bit longer, try and create downfield against the Chiefs' corners. 
I think there's a potential there for sacks. I think there's a potential there for sacks against Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Yeah, because Kirk's soft. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's not Vikings weed. I'm not allowed to dunk on him. Bad Kirk's coming, fellas. Oh, man. Bad I'd... Kirk is coming. Oh, man. That coward is going to have a free run. Reggie Ragland's going to scare Kirk Cousins. It's not even Vikings week yet. Okay. Just... Titans and the Chargers? Yeah. They can get after those teams. Uh, <laughs> Phillip Rivers is not uh, Dinkin and Duncan the kind of way that he has in the past. He's taking longer drops. He's holding on to the ball more. I, and the Chargers are bad. They're real, real bad. And they've got That's offensive awesome. line problems. So there's a chance to rack up some sacks over the next four weeks for sure. But I would have said the same thing about the Houston Texans as well. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs defense did not get any sacks in that game. No real you know, pressure that was really forcing Deshaun Watson to do much anything different. Corey Peter, your favorite Matt Moore puns. And go. Uh... <sighs> They're, oh, can't. they're more or less the same. They're more or less all the same, Craig. Eric, I don't, <laughs> I don't keep going. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they're all yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh Eric M. Glennon, what comparisons can you draw between how the offense will adjust for more and how they did for Alex Smith to Foles, Daniels in years past? I think Nick Foles is the closer comp. I don't think Alex Smith is a good comparison for him because he's not going to move as well. I think we kind of established that. So um, that's kind of what I see. Uh, just a couple thoughts on, on Matt Moore. He's got to hit the easy throws. Mm-hmm. He can, he's got to be perfect on the simple throws. There is some reads he just flat out missed um or this this week uh he tried to throw like for instance he tried to throw to this little slant route thing to to uh to Marcus Robinson I think it wound up getting a PI call I think but mm-hmm. it Tyreek Hill wide open on a whip and you've got to hit Tyreek Hill when he's wide open uh there's he's just got if he's perfect if he's perfect on the easy free yards he's going to give his team a chance uh, Denver Refugee asks, do you expect Steven Wisniewski to start at one of the interior spots soon? I don't think so. I don't uh, either. Limited snaps. Oh, go. Sorry, Craig. No, I don't I don't I don't really either. I I think he's brought in to be a backup right now. I really think that he's brought in to be a backup. I I don't know. We'll we'll see. I think this is about the sweet spot if Steven Wisniewski is has picked up the scheme enough for them to trust him that he might come in for Martinez Rankin. But Rankin got hurt for a while there. Rankin did get hurt, and that's why he got snaps this week. Yeah. But uh, maybe, maybe for Austin Ryder, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. This is about the point where that would happen, though. I don't hate hate it either. But they they seem to, well, I don't know, new quarterback. If now's the time, then now's now's the time. time. I mean. Yeah. No, you're right. Larry McCammon. Best reasonable trade options before the deadline. I think you're going to be disappointed. I don't know what actually is available for this football team. Um, Craig, you're more optimistic. William Jackson the third. Uh, oh baby, I know. I know okay. he's hurt. I know he's trade hurt. Trade for him while he's hurt. Why not? I, uh, yeah, get him. Get him on Sign the value right extension. now. That that shoulder right now is not in a good way. 
according to what everybody's saying. So and I think he got hurt. I think he's got a history of injuries. I think he was injured coming he does. into the draft. He, he missed an entire. He missed his entire rookie year for, due to injury. So he does have a little bit of an injury history. You'd be a little bit just have like a little Brent Beach likes him. Yeah, I know. A little bit of trepidation about paying him long term, but maybe you get him on the cheap. Um, I know that I've railed against this in the past, but Albert Breer today actually specifically mentioned Xavier Howard and like was talking one. about how uh, they don't want to come off of him, but if you offered big enough, they'd listen. Well, I don't know what big enough is, but I'd be calling because Xavier Howard's a fantastic cornerback and I know that they just paid him and they obviously have the intent to keep him because I, honestly, he's top five cornerback on a five-year deal. So right. they they would want to keep him. You're not just like going to trade a first for him because then they're going to try and draft a cornerback on a five-year deal. Like that's <laughs> the the intent would still be the same. So, uh, but they do have the ability to get out of that contract. So I I would look there. After that, Desmond Trufant, maybe. Um, <coughs> uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot else out there, though. I just, I don't know, man. I'm not particularly <laughs> confident right now with where this team is at that they're going to be able to find a, a move. It seems like all the moves that have been able to potentially be made, there's a roadblock for the Chiefs specifically. Uh, as it, you know, it kind of seems like that all the time. McCallan Walker asks if all injured players come back healthy for the playoffs. How much does seeding even matter for this team, Craig? Okay. This is me putting on my optimistic hat. He you literally guys. put a hat on. He literally put a hat on over his headphones. It's a thing of beauty. Be right it, back taking a picture. It does not matter. If this team is healthy, it doesn't matter where they're playing a team. It doesn't matter who they're playing. They can beat the brakes off of them. End of story. This the brakes off of them. The brakes off of them. They'll beat the brakes off of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. They'll beat the brakes off of the New Orleans Saints and the San Francisco 49ers. And they ain't making the, the Niners are going to start losing soon, Craig. Okay, Kent. Just okay. You keep holding on to that, buddy. I will. <laughs> this uh, team healthy is unstoppable. That really is unstoppable. We haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen this team healthy at all. Yet, we got it for, what, two drives at the beginning of the year, and that's it. This team, Andy Reid's been all season dialing stuff up, getting this team dialed in on offense, and we've been deprived of it all year long. It makes me angry, and it makes me ready to see them healthy together because they're going to destroy some fools. So, no, it de- seeding does not matter for this team. They're still going to win the AFC West. They might be the three or the four seed, but... They're going to wreck havoc in the playoffs. You know the index card stack of Pat plays? Mm-hmm. It's collecting dust right now. I know. It's and so you sad. Know, you know That's how the there's saddest always... Kansas City thing ever. Is it, though? Just wait. You know how there's that lull in every Andy Reid season where, you know, everyone yeah. starts figuring things out? They have a few weeks where it's like, okay, now we've got the game. we got the blueprint. Uh, they're... They're 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 you're getting a hold of a lot of stuff back right now, Craig. I don't have a hat on me. You do now. <laughs> I do now. Yeah. I think the Chiefs are gonna beat the brakes off of everyone <laughs> when they get back. 
I can't wait. I am really hoping that they get a couple AFC South revenge games just so they can beat the absolute breaks off of those average football teams who got lucky because Patrick LeVon Mahomes wasn't healthy for the games. I am so annoyed. Give me the Colts again, man. Oh, Oh, give me the Colts again. Give me Deshaun Watson again so we can flex on him a little bit. (laughs) Both those teams did not deserve to win the football game. Well, they did, but they didn't I mean, deserve it. I mean, they did. It. Yeah, they I was going to say, let's not, let's not take it. that away from them. They yeah. didn't deserve it because Patrick Mahomes wasn't at full strength. That's all I'm saying. Patrick Mahomes is the X factor for this entire National Football League. He is Thanos. <laughs> he is going to end Tom Brady's dynasty. He is going to end it. It's a loser leaves town match. And Tom is going home. You know, we said Crying that last year. and open we, mouth kissing his children. We, oh, gross. We said that last year, you know. Just just saying. Shut we up, did, Craig. We did say that last year. I have my optimism hat I, on right now. I took now. my optimism hat off. Sorry, guys. The team will be healthy. The key pl- players that are missing time right now will have time to rest up and be ready to go. Patrick LeVon Mahomes will come in on a white horse, and he will run through all who step in his way. He's coming in on war paint. Come on. It's right there. Oh, a painted horse. There you go. Thank you. A painted horse. Wow, this thing got weird. We shouldn't be optimistic. This is what happens when we get optimistic. Yeah, it is. We've we've had a little too much time off from the last Chiefs game. That's all that is. I really do think if this team is healthy, they're winning the Super Bowl. I I agree. I really do believe that. I agree with that, which which is why I've always maintained you win the division, just you just get to the dance healthy. Get to the dance healthy. Yep. And then go win a Super Bowl and dust off that stack of Pat plays the last six games of the regular season, the last three that you need. Probably four. <laughs> to yeah, win a Super yeah Bowl. Prob- probably four. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this week's episode uh, of the Mailbag. We'll be back with the game preview for Chiefs Packers later this week. We'll catch you later. Patrick Mahomes is inevitable.